Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and I'm joined today by my handsome husband and sidekick, Dewey Vaughn. <laughs> I love being your sidekick. Hello, mm. my beautiful wife, and I hello to you all. I love you being my sidekicks, front kicks, back kicks. You're yeah. just lots of kicks to be around, my love. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and hello to everyone out there in the big cat world. So, I know you're really excited about this topic, so why don't I just let you introduce it? Okay. I am really excited about this topic. I mean, I've, I've had nothing else on my mind since he sent it to me. Douglas is uh, one of my favorite cat clients and, and beloved supporters of Cat Behavior Solutions and Cat Talk Radio. And he shared this recent study with me that was all about cats hunting, outdoor cats, and the toll it takes on wildlife. And the results are implicating of many things that I preach to cat owners. So I'm I'm just, I'm so excited about this. So start by telling us all about the study itself. So it was a study done by Current Biology, um, and it was just published. This is very recent. It was published February 11th of 2021. So this is less than a month old, hot off the press. And the study was called Provision of High Meat Content Food and Object Play Reduce Predation of Wild Animals by Domestic Cats. So they did this study to find out how to reduce the death toll of wild birds and animals, right? Yes, because it's a real problem. I mean, and it it just polarizes birders and cat liver groups, which, you know, shouldn't be. There are a lot of us that are both. I don't, we love our birds and we love our cat. Of course, we don't let our cat free roam, so we don't contribute to the reduction of the bird population. But the study starts off by saying, quote, Predation by domestic cats can be a threat to biodiversity conservation, but its mitigation is controversial. Confinement and collar-mounted devices can impede cat hunting success and reduce numbers of animals killed, but some owners do not wish to inhibit what they see as natural behavior, perceive safety risk with collars, or are concerned about device loss and ineffectiveness. So... I mean, cats are considered an invasive species in in many parts of the world. Oh, my gosh. In Australia, you know, last few years, they've had huge problems with cats, you know, wiping out uh, near extinct species. Uh, And I mean, to the point that they were dropping, you know, poison sausages from helicopters. Very controversial there. And, and, you know, on, on islands and things, I mean, it's... You know, as we saw when we went to Hawaii, if if you have outdoor cats, a significant enough population of colonies of outdoor cats, it will absolutely wipe the bird population off an island completely. So they really do have to control the cats population and birds. I mean, and and so this study was based on the theory. So, you know, so let me just say why they did this study. So obviously 
anything anybody can come up with to try to reduce the death toll that house cats take on birds and wildlife is is of interest to a lot of different parties for a lot of different reasons. And, and the study was based on the theory that some cats may hunt more because they are stimulated to address some deficiency in their provisioned food, which that piqued my curiosity and interest. You know, so cats doing what they do naturally, killing birds, is a big deal for some people, I, I can imagine. I mean, we, like you said, we've seen that kind of happen yeah. when we were in Hawaii. Um, and, I, and I think we've seen probably that in other islands and other places also, if we think about it. It, it is. I mean, the estimates vary, but it says, you know, that billions of birds and mammals succumb each year to outdoor cats. I mean, they just decimate bird populations, you know, and, and some ecologists are very anti-free-roaming cats, but, you know, that's not realistic. You know, that there are a lot of cats, sadly, out there breeding and not spayed and neutered, and they can have multiple litters. They're highly adaptable, so they live in almost any any type of weather conditions all over the planet. I mean, anywhere on the planet, you find, you know, free-roaming cats, wild cats, not wild cats, but outdoor domestic cats. So it's, it is a problem, and um, it is an important problem. Again, to me, the, the fact of reducing the amount of birds and mammals that outdoor cats kills not what fascinated me about this study. You know, if the cats were being fed regularly at home, that they wouldn't eat so many wild animals, I would think, right? Well, logically, you'd think so, you know, because that's always been that's always been the controversy. Well, if a cat is well fed, it won't go hunting for supplemental meals. But the fact is that cats kill just for the sake of killing. And so that's kind of where this study was was coming from. Why? Why do they do that? Because, you know, the fact is a, a well-fed fat cat's still going to hunt and kill birds and mice, you know, and it gives them a really bad reputation with a lot of the conservation groups. You know, house cats have hunted that wood rat to extinction in Florida, and these aren't wild cats. These are just people's cats who eat regular meals at home. So they're like little serial killers, kind of like that show Dexter on <laughs> uh, whatever that was. Uh, yeah, serial killer cats. Yep, yep, yep. That's pretty much the thought about house cats. But this study shedding new light on some non-invasive solutions, like I said, that I'm very excited about. You know, and, and bottom line is the fulfillment of, of cats' physiological and behavioral requirements has not previously been considered important for managing hunting behavior. That's what's really exciting about this study. So tell us about some of the solutions. Okay, so this study tested 355 cats, and only known hunters were enrolled into the, the study. And what they did was they started out and told the owners to first tally up every bird, mammal, or other critter their cats brought into the home for seven weeks. And that established a baseline for each cat. And then the owners implemented 
one of the five interventions for six weeks. So the five different groups were one group switched the cats to a grain-free, high-meat, commercially available food. So we're not talking about a raw food diet. We're talking about just a high-meat, canned food that you can get at pet food stores, right? Another group did prey play. So they kept the food the same, but they did prey play for five to 10 minutes each day. And another group didn't change the diet, but they put their normal cat food in a puzzle feeder, right? And then another group used the existing methods like uh, bells on their collars and the bird safe collars. And a bird safe collar is looks kind of like an Elizabethan collar, and it's very colorful, so the you know the birds have a better chance of of seeing the cats coming. And then the fifth group didn't make any changes at all. They just continued to track their cats. So there were five different strategies tested here. And the first three are things you recommend to every cat owner, right? Absolutely. Yes, indeed. I mean, you know, feeding your cat a grain-free, high-meat, you know, commercially available food and prey playing and using a food puzzle, I recommend those to every cat owner. But that's usually for behavioral issues that people are having with indoor-only cats, right? So this study was particularly interesting to me because it proves what I have been saying on a whole different level, you know, and it, it's, it, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited, as you can tell, about it. <laughs> okay, well, don't keep us in suspense. Tell us about the study show, what the study showed. Okay, so, of course, the diet change was the most exciting evidence for me. The cats fed the meat-rich diet, brought home 36% less prey than they did before. So that worked out to about 10 less critters a month for per cat. And and while that might not seem like a lot, you know, applied across the board, you know, the conservationists should be getting excited because that would result in millions of fewer wildlife deaths. You know, so what is it what is it about uh, the meat rich diet uh, that you think changes the cat's drive to hunt? Well, I say it all the time that indoor cats feel stress due to a high carb diet, right? And again, I, I don't, that's never been scientifically proven before that that's me and, and, and my thoughts from what I have seen so long with cats and, and the effects a diet change can make. And I usually say to cat owners, imagine if you ate nothing but macaroni and cheese all day, every day, which of course, sounds like heaven to me, but <laughs> you'd be nutritionally deficient and you would eventually start to feel bad. And, you know, let's face it, when we feel bad, we are cranky. And in a cat's world, that can mean you're going to start to scratch the furniture or maybe you're going to get aggressive or pee outside your litter box or any number of behavioral issues which, which cause an owner to call me to help intervene. But in an outdoor cat's world, it means you're more satisfied in some way and you kill less birds, which is, you know, this, this is proof that a meat-rich diet is better for cats because somehow they're feeling better and they're not killing as much. They're not, they're not feeling like they have to get out there and be little Dexters. <laughs> what about the prey play group? What happened there? 
Well, this is also a very interesting result. So, you know, at first, um, you know, I read about it, and then the prey play was done correctly. You know, they said specifically that the cats got to stalk, chase, pounce, and bite a mouse toy, and the returned less, like 25% less prey. However, that drop was mostly from mammals, not birds. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Do you think that if they use more like a bird-like toy wand that uh, you sell on your site and we use with Pico, you know, mm-hmm, I think they, mm-hmm. that they always gear up and love that kind of thing, it would result in less birds brought in? <laughs> You know, it might have. I don't know. The The study did say specifically that it was a mouse-like wand toy. And I think it's a good argument for having multiple kinds of wand toys and, and an impactful illustration of how important hunt simulation through prey play is to cats. Because clearly, when a cat got just five to ten minutes of prey play a day, they, you know, 25% less kills because it again satiated their their drive to have a hunting sequence every day. So very important, clearly, that prey play is to cats. <laughs> and what about the bells and the bird safe collars? What's your thoughts? You know that this was another interesting aspect. So the bells had no discernible effect at all, but the bird safe collars resulted in forty two percent fewer birds but about the same number of mammals, which there had already been previous research done on bells and bird collars. And, and, and you know, that it's interesting that the bells don't have any effect at all, but the bird collars, considerable effect. But really, this study just confirmed what had been previously pointed out in research, which is important, too, you know. So what was the food puzzles about? Okay, now... This one is the one that really surprised me, right? Yeah, yeah, me too. The group that used the food puzzles, those cats actually brought home 33% more wildlife. All right. And which tells you how enriching that activity is. I mean, that mental stimulation is great for the cat's brain. That cat is actually learning how to figure things out and to become more effective at hunting. Now, you know, again, that's me paraphrasing. The study didn't actually point that out. I'm connecting dots here. But if you have a cat, you know, that was bringing home X number of, of, kills and then you simply change its food to a puzzle and all of a sudden it learns how to hunt more effectively and brings home 33 percent more wildlife that is an enriching mental stimulation and something that indoor cats you know need to do and i think we saw it with tabasco you know when i started putting food puzzles out for him he got very dexterous with his paws you know he he learned to grab things and and reach and pull things in ways that he didn't know before he had to interact with food puzzles so you know while it was not in the studies context an effective tool to reduce you know outdoor kill kills by cats to to me it tells me how smart cats are and how powerful food puzzles are to them so 
that one was very exciting. Again, I'm thinking about my indoor cat clients as opposed to, you know, outdoor cats like the study was focusing on. This is a great study and interesting. I'm just amazed at some of the information that came across. And it seems like there are a lot more places they could go with that study. I could see that going in many different directions. And like figure out exactly what enzyme is missing in the food that causes more hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of places to go from here. Of course, funding, you know, predicated on on somebody, you know, having enough money to fund one of these studies. I mean, of course, if I were a high meat rich, you know, food manufacturer, I'd be funding this study because this would be awesome. I'd be using it in the marketing materials. But, you know speculating here but there's there's got to be some specific micronutrient or maybe it's the amino acids that are missing in most commercial diets you know it it's fascinating but the bottom line is clear to me meat based foods and prey play and puzzle feeders are all great enrichment for indoor cats and you know again i know the study was done specifically to address the toll cats take on wildlife but i got a lot more out of it than than that and i'm I'm just super excited about it, and I will be referring to it when I make these recommendations to people. I'm kind of like a cat nerd in that way. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. This was a good topic, really. It was. And thanks, Douglas, for always tuning in and having such great suggestions. Yes, thank you. If any of you out there have a topic suggestion just like this one, we would love to hear about it. We would love to talk about it. Molly loves to research it. So let that happen by sending her an email to molly at cattalkradio.com. And be sure to like us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook, Cat Behavior Solutions, Cat Talk Radio. We are on Facebook. Find me on Instagram and follow us there, too. And check out the blog on the website. I I usually post interesting things there. And... um, And so do that. Check us out online. Follow, like, all that good stuff. Yes, indeed. Also, if you've ever learned something from one of our podcasts or simply have been entertained by the banter that we do back and forth. Yes, our great banter. (laughs) (laughs) Consider sending us a gratuity donation. We've made this very easy for you. In In the store, on our website, on Cat mm-hmm. Behavior Solutions website, scroll down past the products to the bottom of the page. There are donation buttons. You can add to your cart and yes. then check out. <laughs> and go ahead and pick up some toys for your cat while you're in there. We've got some great things. We have these new catnip infused bath wipes. Now, even if your cat doesn't get dirty, like our cat Pico doesn't get dirty, but I had to test these bath wipes, right? Because I thought, well, I don't want to sell anything that they're not going to like. And so I rubbed him down and we had a little foster Chipotle and I rubbed them both down and they both started grooming themselves and grooming. It was like a little bath fest. It was awesome. They they loved the catnip bath wipes. So those are new. There's lots of great catnip products on there. So go Buy your cat some new stuff. He loves you. Show him love back. And it's free shipping, by the way, for orders over $49. And this is an all-volunteer podcast. We don't get salaries. We don't get stipends. We don't even get lunch. So (laughs) we are just here (laughs) 
to help you learn how to take better care of your cat and to increase the bond between the two of you or the three of you or the five or six of you for crazy cat ladies. And we're going to keep doing it as long as shelter Shelter euthanasia euthanasia is the number one one cause of death death in cats. cats. That might have been one of our best ones yet. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. Yes. Go out, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.